On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Thursday, December 30th, Ian Cameron uh, with you, ready to break down the Thursday NHL slate as we approach the brand new year of uh, 2022. Uh, fast approaching uh, tonight in the NHL, of course, a uh, seven-game slate uh, on tap for this uh, NHL card. And the beauty of tonight is we have no postponed games, if you can believe it. Uh, it's been a while since we've been able to say that. Uh, and obviously tomorrow we have three that have been postponed. But at least for tonight, we have not had uh, any games altered because of uh, COVID-19 uh, issues or postponements. So good to see the schedule intact tonight uh, across the NHL. Uh, so we'll get right to it. Let's start with the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers. We've got Florida minus 150 uh, home favorites in this game. Uh, total six and a half. It's up from six is where it opened. Uh, and now we're seeing pretty much six and a half with this total uh, across the board right now. Uh, the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning have both played one game since the break. Tampa Bay a couple nights ago against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, one of many games since the break that have been sloppy plays, some suspect uh, defensive play, goaltending maybe a little bit off kilter a little bit. And we certainly saw signs of that uh, the other night. Tampa Bay with a 5-4 win uh, over the Montreal Canadiens in overtime uh, in that game. Of course, this Maxime Legacy uh, getting the start uh, in goal that night for uh, Tampa Bay. Samuel Montembeau for Montreal. So uh, we were all over no pun intended, the uh, first period over. We like the full game over. Multiple uh, ice guys uh, on that show uh, a couple of days ago on Tuesday, and it ended up working out well. And yesterday, 4-3 um, for the Florida Panthers as they took down the New York Rangers in their first game following the break, noting that uh, there was a 11 straight uh, meetings between the two teams had gone over the total, and another one last night between the Panthers and Rangers in a 4-3 Florida win uh, in that game. Uh, the Florida Panthers, of course, didn't play well going into the break, so a much-needed win for them coming out of the break. And we'll see how they fare here tonight, second of back-to-back uh, -back games for them. So a little bit of a slight rest advantage for Tampa Bay, but these back-to-backs coming off a long break shouldn't be a big deal. Uh, in this kind of situation, when you see teams on a back-to-back -back like Florida is here, and plus Florida's not even traveling, you know, they get to stay right at home for this game tonight against Tampa Bay. Uh, it's not a big deal because they basically had, well, they had 13 days off uh, going into the yes, last night's game against the New York Rangers. So all things considered, for a second night of back-to-back -back games, this team should still be fairly well rested. Really, we understand why the total's been bet up a little bit, six here to six and a half. Where's question marks, who's going to be in net? We don't have confirmation, believe it or not, yet 
from either side who's going to be a net in this game. Uh, we know with Tampa Bay, uh, they've still got Andre Vasilevsky and Brian Elliott, of course. Uh, they've been in COVID protocol all week. Doesn't look like any of them are going to be activated or cleared in time for this game. So we're either looking at Maxime Legacy for a second straight game or you've got to go to Hugo on, on the felt. Uh, in net here, 20 years old for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't think they'll be doing that. So uh, it's probably going to be legacy for them. The question now for Florida is, after getting the start last night was Bobrovsky, either play him on a back-to-back, you play Spencer Knight, who's been recalled from the HL, who's actually struggled this season, especially lately. 3.42 goals against average and a safe percentage below 900. He's had a tough season here in his sophomore year. So you either start him, you start Bobrovsky on a back-to-back, which is not ideal, or you go with Jonas Johansson, who you've just uh, recently acquired uh, the last few weeks. So uh, there's all kinds of question marks who Florida is going to go in net, and I don't think I like any option. Even Bobrovsky, you know, if they come back with him, it's back-to-back. That's never ideal. And then if you go with Knight, he's had a you know bit of a downturn, especially lately. He's really struggled and, and fought the puck a little bit. And Jonas Johansson, we know we don't have a whole lot of confidence in him uh, based on his track record in uh, recent years. So you understand why the total went from six to six and a half. Either way, you've got question marks galore with both sides, probably from a goaltending standpoint tonight. So I do like the over a little bit. The one concern is Tampa and Florida this year, two unders, and they've actually trended that way uh, in recent head-to-head meetings. But I-, I may look past that just given the situation we're seeing tonight with these two about to collide. Um, we've got Andrew and we've got his dog in the background joining the show uh, as well. We heard him there uh, as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's getting bigger. It's amazing. I saw, you know, I just saw one of the recent pictures you had of your dog. It's amazing how quickly, you know, yeah. that breed of dog grows. It grows quickly. They start off as this small little miniature pup and they just grow quickly and rapidly right before your eyes. But uh, we got Andrew McGinnis with us. Andrew, welcome to the show. Good to be here, Ian. Uh, another good day yesterday. So happy to cast another best bet on the show. Uh, Canucks, uh, keep it going, yep. man. Uh, seven straight for them. It was figured a thriller. Make, yeah, I think I'd make that my best bet and uh, ride the hot wave. Yep. Yesterday is one of those days where, you know, it's uh 1:30 a.m. local time for me here in the East Coast, and I'm sweating out not one but two overtime games. Philadelphia Flyers money line for me, Vancouver Canucks money line, and uh, you know, I would have been happy with a split. You know, overtime. You know how it is. Uh, so it was nice to have, uh, and, and it wasn't just, um, you know, bad goals either two nice goals there, but, uh, yeah, I hear the dog still barking, man. It's crazy. Cause you know, the, the older they get, they, they, he's, it's, he's growing so fast. And the funny thing is you start looking back at pictures and you're, you know, reminiscing and how excited it was when we first got him and how little he was, but the older he gets, the better behaved he is and the more he listens to you. So it's kind of like a, you don't want him to grow up, but you also want him to get more trained. <laughs> As I say that though, he's barking. But, um, you know, last night was a really interesting night, I thought, because there were a lot of first period overs. And then the game kind of we saw some better defense throughout the rest of the game. So I said yesterday on the show that uh, Alex is usually the guy with all the first period overs. But one bet that you and I were both on that I think both of us were complaining about more than we usually would have, um, or at least to ourselves, maybe one or two tweets, but. How about that Oilers Blues game, man? That's tough. Yeah, I, this is why I hate six and a half. Plenty of chances, three goals in the first period. Unfortunately, we couldn't get there. But uh, you know, that's what stopped me from a four-no day yesterday, and uh, it was rough. But I mean, beggars can't be choosers. I just thought we'd really get to seven there. 
that's just all, all things considered, you're going to have some situations like that from time to time. But what doesn't mean it was a bad bet or a bad yeah, for sure. It's just an unfortunate outcome. And you got to yeah. separate the two. You got to know what's a bad bet with a losing result and a good bet with a losing result. You yeah, got to be right. able to separate those two because you just can't say, oh, that loss, what a bad bet that was. No, you definitely have to categorize them. No doubt about that. And that was yeah. a tough one if you had the Oilers Blues uh, over. Lots of opportunity to score. A lot of time with the empty net. And then as soon as they iced the puck with the net empty, Edmonton, you knew they were going to have to put Mike Smith back in net with, mm-hmm. what, 20 seconds. You knew if that's it. No shot now. Uh, so tough one there. No doubt about that. Uh, Andrew, uh, in terms of a side, I didn't mention a side. This game's tricky from a side. I don't know if I want to lay about 50 with Florida on a back-to-back. Uh, in this situation, Tampa probably would be the side I'd lean and I'm more veering toward dogs in these first few days returning from the break than than favorites. But I don't think I'll bet a side. I'm, I'm definitely got the over circled. Certainly the first period over and Chris Otto's pointed it out in the chat, the first period, both teams to score, which is something I've been betting a lot more lately in some of these games. Plus 160 makes a ton of sense. I mean, you, you definitely have, think there's a, at least a reasonable opportunity for these two teams to both find the back of the net in the opening 20 minutes of the game tonight. So that first period, both teams to score a nice plus return definitely uh, appeals to me in this lightning Panthers game. Tampa, uh, Andrew, Tampa Bay, Florida. That's a real cool bet that you've actually got kind of opened my eyes to that. You know, it's one thing to get a first period over the next thing to get a first period, both teams to score kind of a soccer style bet there. I'll be honest, Ian, you know, uh, I had a couple of angles to look at here. Um, one thing with Florida, uh, is this a team that we only bet in the third period now? Is this a team that's going to continue to do that? Because I'll tell you one thing. Um, if they end up doing this stuff at the end of the year and they go into the playoffs, you know, you don't get a chance to come back always in the third period. Third period is usually a time in the playoffs the teams hold their leads. Um, you cannot afford to do that. So uh, Chris Otto, he'll be our guy. Chris, if you have some of these stats here for us for um, you know the third period overs uh, for Florida, I, I know you tweet them out, but if you're in the – you could tell us in the live chat because this this team I, I know it's it's juiced up and we always get you know a lot of heavy juice for these totals with periods and full games with them Ian but I'm not impressed with last night you know it's funny because I liked I said yesterday on the show I have a slight lean here towards Florida and regulation and you and I were both wondering why the hell is the price the way it is you know um I'm happy I didn't play it despite the fact that one I'm happy I didn't end up on that play because I would have just been mad at myself stressing that out the entire game because, you know, they just put themselves in a hole or, or they just they make games stressful and then they end up having a good performance kind of at the end of the game. So I'm not really impressed with what I've seen out of them. Tampa Bay, look, they're a team that we've all liked that can bounce back. We've been betting them bouncing back from years. And people might be asking me, well, bounce back from what they won. I think we all know that um, the Montreal Rocket pretty much almost beat that team despite, you know, a collapse from their part. At the end, Corey Perry ties it up, and then Jake Evans falls um, and, and leaves it a really good, you know, easy overtime winner for Tampa Bay. So even though they won, you and I can both agree, Tampa Bay is coming off a bad performance. Um, the Florida Panthers, second half of a back-to-back, doesn't mean much to me, the back-to-back, like you said, coming off also a mediocre performance here. I'm staying off this game, Ian. Not much for me here. I might look for an in-game spot, um, but there's not much I can put my money on here. If anything, I'm leaning towards Tampa, but the goaltending is what really kind of takes me off it. So that's kind of why I'm, I'm laying off here. Um, we'll probably get involved in game, but uh, let's see. Uh, Chris Otto, Tampa Bay and Florida, third period over 13-7. Last 10 combined. Florida's on an 8-2 and two run last 10. Yeah, see, 
And that's the crazy thing is that it's hard for us to sit here pre-game and say, take a third period over. We can. Um, and there's lots of books that offer that. But especially if we get that second period, you know, 2-1 or something like that, even 3-1, I'll probably be on that third period over. But this is an example, Ian, that I always stress. Um, it's a good game to watch. There's plenty of games that with that are, might be less competitive that I have a lot better of uh, betting options to present. And Florida definitely has less COVID protocol issues right now than Tampa. I mean, other than uh, Achari, Ulevi, uh, and Tippett, Owen Tippett, who are still in protocol for Florida, they got pretty much everybody else available to them. That's not the case, for, obviously, for Tampa Bay with uh, Vasilevsky and Elliott, their top two goalies on the uh, protocol list, along with Andre Schuster, defenseman, Eric Chernak, defenseman, Taylor Radish, uh, developed and is a good young player here for this team, Anthony Sorelli as well. Uh, uh, on the uh, COVID list for them, Cal Foot, the defenseman. And of course, uh, Kucherov, uh, of course, out long term as he's been all year, but uh, he is skating again for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, Nikita Kucherov. Uh, I know it's uh, Andrew's favorite player after what he said <laughs> in the uh, Stanley Cup final last year, uh, but definitely Nikita Kucherov uh, slowly but surely nearing a return for this uh, Tampa Bay Lightning team. I, I say with the utmost respect, Ian. We'll see what happens next year. Maybe he goes on the uh, IR again for another eight months and then comes back in the playoffs. If it happens three times in a row, then I'll be questioning it. But uh, I know he actually has a real injury this year. But uh, I don't yeah, know, he man. does. No <laughs> doubt about that. You talk about a game that made me uh, all kinds of uh, up and down in emotions. Nashville last night against uh, Washington. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Nashville taking on Columbus tonight. Even money, both sides, five and a half the total. Uh, thank goodness I also put something on Nashville team total, which was good. We talked about it, the over two and a half. It got there. We figured they could lose the game and still get to three goals, and uh, that's exactly what happened. Uh, but, boy, they gave Washington a, a real real impressive battle back from a, a bad start for the uh, Nashville Predators in that game. Rally to tie the game before Washington gets the late go-ahead goal and then puts it away with the empty net goal, 5-3. A victory for Washington. So Nashville second of back-to-backs. Again, be careful with the second of back-to-backs and just automatically fading a team. You've been off for 12 days. You shouldn't be tired on the second of yeah. back-to-back games here in these spots. Not I'll tell you what, Ian. I'll take a team on a back-to-back over a team that hasn't played so far. Yeah, at this sure. time, in this situation, yes, I would agree with that because back-to-back, we've been off for 12 days. You should be full of energy still. Mm-hmm. And the team that hasn't played a game yet, you know, definitely a situation where you're worried, are they going to be sharp? And for Columbus, that's the situation here. Two weeks uh, that they've been off between games. I'm not playing the side in this game, but uh, I wouldn't be looking at Columbus here uh, necessarily. Uh, we'll see. how. The, now, the good news for Columbus is it looks like Patrick Lyonet, who's actually missed quite a bit of time for them, uh, is going to be back. Uh, still some key absences, Sissons and Yossi for Nashville. Yossi's the one they really miss. I worry about Nashville's ability to win without Yossi. Yossi's just been such a tower of power at both ends of the ice on the blue line, plays so many minutes in every situation, uh, and he didn't uh, obviously play last night. They lose. I'm interested to see what they're like without him uh, moving forward. Elvis Merzlikens confirmed in net. Uh, when you look at uh, Columbus, their main absences are Corpus Salo, uh, Dean Kukin, the defenseman, uh, Gavin Bayreuther, uh, the blue liner as well, and Bjorkstrand's the big one for Columbus. They, uh, he's in COVID protocol, won't come back here. Uh, for this game uh, so it's interesting to see how we, uh, this one uh, turns out but I like the over here three straight overs in the head-to-head between these two teams since May 3rd 4-3 4-2 nothing final scores uh, five and a half is the total here uh, Columbus has certainly not been great defensively for much of the year uh, and they ended the uh, br- went into the break cashing overs in five of their last six games as well 
have to factor that in. Even Nashville, uh, their last 10 games, six of them have gone over the total. Total's only five and a half. So uh, that's what I like here. Preds and Jackets over five and a half. Andrew, what do you like? Nashville, Columbus. I'm right there with you. Uh, I think it was December 16th that they haven't played till since. Um, that's a long, long time here for the for the Blue Jackets. I mean, um, let me let me correct. Yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah, December 16th. And you know, back in the day, we used to classify them as a dead not under team. There was a period of time where there were every single game was involved with them was two one three one, three two at the tops, um, and that's changed. Same thing with Nashville. Uh, they're getting production. We saw what happened yesterday. That's like that, that's gutsy, man. To any team to go down three nothing and just like that to score three unanswered goals, you have to tip your hat. You have to respect that. And that's what we saw with Nashville yesterday. So you know, it's funny we kind of segue into this game is on the, in the rotation order after I said to you that hey, I would take a team that has played already on a back to back versus a team that hasn't. It would also be Nashville or pass for me in this game, to be honest with you. But I expect some goals on both ends. I love the quotes I'm seeing from Patrick Line. I don't love quotes all the time because I think sometimes you can just these guys and coaches, players can just make up what they say. And I think handicappers read too much into it. But with what we're seeing out of Columbus, all these forwards, they're ready to go. They're pumped up. They're ready to play some hockey here. And Nashville, I'm not I'm not so sure they can correct the defensive mistakes they made yesterday against the Capitals and just one overnight here. Yeah. I think at worst we get six goals here. I think we see a pretty uh, prominent game. Um, this is one and of by those the ones way, where I could I could see a fast start as well. So what I've decided I might do. Sorry, and just one sec. One thing I might do with a lot of these because yesterday I was kind of upset with myself for you know for so long I was going low volume in. I've kind of been kind of open with everybody, uh, our viewership. We we always say it's uh, we we all do this together um, about my volume. I've gone back a little bit with with higher volume, but like we said in the show yesterday, I've lowered the units when I do that. And so what I've kind of been doing is like if I if I do want to double dip here with a first period full game, I'll just do a half and half unit. Yeah, you know, that's what I'd like to do because that way you're not putting all kinds of stress in the full game. But the fact of the matter is, sometimes you're going to get like look what happened yesterday in the Philadelphia Flyers game. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that yeah that first period over hit. And the game stayed under. Yeah, game stayed under. Like, so that will yeah. happen sometimes. More often than not, though, if the first period hits, the full game does. But stuff like that can't happen. Yeah. And then you had a couple games. I think at least one anyway. I'm trying to remember which one where I actually stayed under in the first period and went over for the full game. So mm-hmm. that's always the why it's sometimes good to split it up mm-hmm. and end up, you know, sometimes going a little half and half action here. And by the way, yes, it was a very slot. And that's the thing you lose with the OC too, the defensive side of it. And sloppy as hell last night against Washington. Now, it was their first game after the break. They might be a little tidier tonight in their own zone, but still. I trust UC Soros a lot more to clean up those defensive miscues than potentially David Riddick tonight uh, for the Nashville Predators, who might be in net with this being a back-to-back. And 3.1 goals against average, 880 save percentage. Those aren't great numbers. This is not a goalie I've had a great deal of confidence in uh, the last couple of years. He gave up three goals to a pedestrian islander team the last start he made so uh, another reason why i think we could get over five and a half here nashville columbus i'm going to assume riddick is in net not confirmed but projected uh, to be the uh, starting goalie tonight for nashville uh, in this game montreal sorry the not the laval rocket you're right the montreal rocket right now tonight, <laughs> uh, in this game against the carolina hurricanes carolina minus 400 that's why they're such a big favorite six the total 
Look, I, it could be Montreal. It could be Carolina against a peewee team and me on it, and I still wouldn't lay minus 400 uh, with Carolina. And it's just not the price that I'm looking to lay in an NHL game. It's just not going to happen. And even the puck line, you know, is no bargain, uh, which right now is minus one and a half, minus 170 to lay a goal and a half here uh, with Carolina in this game. So you got to get creative if you're going to get involved and bet a game like this. And what I'm going to do here is I'm going to take Carolina team total, lay a little juice, minus 150, but I'm going to take that over three and a half uh, in this game tonight. I certainly think they get to four goals against this Montreal team. We saw it against Tampa Bay. And that's the thing when you've got a lineup littered with youth, littered with inexperience, AHL call-ups left and right, your defensive, you know, communication is a big part of playing defense in an NHL game. Communication, knowing where certain players are going to be on the ice at all times, sorting out coverages when you don't have the puck. Montreal looked totally lost at times against Tampa Bay in that regard uh, the other night. And that's, you know, a lot of it due to the youth factor on this team right now and the inexperience and the fact that you've got so many of your regulars that are out. I mean, it's just, it's endless for this team. I mean, it's a laundry list. It's it's almost like a rap sheet almost to Foley and Petrie and Lekkanen and Mike Hoffman and Joel Edmondson, Christian Dvorak, Ben Sherratt, Paul Byron, Yoel Armia, Josh Anderson, Jake Allen, Chris Weidman, uh, even Caden Primo, one of their depth goalies is now on the COVID-19 protocol list. I mean, it's just absolutely endless for Montreal right now. And unfortunately for them, they don't have no other options, man. You got to stick this Sam Montenbeau in net, who's been a sieve, couldn't stop a beach ball all season for this team. And you just got to keep putting them in net here for uh, Montreal. And now you got to face a Carolina team that went into the break playing some good hockey. Now it's their first game uh, coming out of the break. So I expect them maybe to be a little bit sloppy. And look, Antti Ranta is likely going to be the guy in net tonight for them. And uh, he hasn't been as good as Freddie Anderson for this team. So I think it's possible that we see Montreal find the back of the net. This is another over for me for the full game, but I'm doubling up on this one. Full game over five and a half, but also taking that Carolina team total uh, over three and a half as well at minus 150. You look at Montreal, you gave up five to Tampa, five to Pittsburgh, four to St. Louis uh, during this uh, recent rough stretch where they've had uh, a lot of the absences. And again, Montembeau in net, it's not been pretty for him. Uh, you look at recent starts, he's given up five to Tampa, four to Buffalo, you know, three to Nashville, four to Boston. You know, he's had trouble just keeping the puck out of his net. I mean, that's all there is to it. And Carolina certainly asking them to, to get four. Doesn't seem like it's asking too much. And really, if they're going to win this game, you think there's a good chance they get to four goals. So Hurricanes team total over and full game over for me. Uh, Andrew, Montreal, Rocket. Not Canadians. With this if, with this iteration of the lineup they're putting out there, it's the Montreal Rocket and the Carolina Hurricanes. Andrew, what do you think about this one? And, and I saw a pretty funny thing uh, online. It was the Laval Rocket roster right now. If you go on their website, Ian, I think there's about, what is it? like? I think there's like 14 people listed on that roster. Maybe less than that because they're all up playing with the Canadians, uh, which makes it that much funnier. But... Uh, you know, in this game, look, I, I just got to say, and I'm not trying to go against what you said, Ian, but I will say this. Uh, you're right about everything you said about Montembeau, but we saw what happened with Grubauer when he was on uh, the Avalanche, man. And then we saw with him with, you know, he's, he, he doesn't have the best help. I mean, Corey, you know, they, I, I was not surprised by any means the Canadians blew their lead. I was not shocked at all. Like, I was almost sitting there waiting for it to happen. And then I felt guilty and like it was my fault that they got scored on because I knew it was going to happen. 
Right. And then you look at Jake Evans, uh, Brett Kulak turning the puck over, and then Jake Evans falling in front of his own net. So that's two goals, right, out of the five. So that would have taken it back to three goals if you take those two goals away. That's not bad. Three goals for a goalie like Sam Montembeau. So we have to, you know, he has not had a good year. But it's also the defenseman and the forward. I'm sure you them. can agree with it's that. It's poor, right? Yeah, right. yeah. But but I mean, what you're saying is not it's not inaccurate. I mean, it, it's it, the, the stats are right in front of his name. Uh, we can't list all the bad stuff that happened to the defenseman in front of him. Those are the stats in front of him. I got to mention this because as much as I want to troll the fact that Carolina paid 6.1 million for Koken Niemi, uh, I feel like he will get up for the game today. I feel like you can look at uh, any time point or even plus 320 goal score for Kokaniemi. He did score kind of a cheeky tip at the last time they played. But, you know, not only were the Montreal Canadiens having a bad season already, the COVID talk's just getting even worse. They just announced that there's two or three more guys that had it, um, that have it now, uh, and, and they couldn't even, um, who was it, Eric Angles, he couldn't even really release who that was. Yeah. But I feel bad for a guy like Caden Primo. Do you see what happened? So he has to stay in his hotel what I think it was for the isolating period, what are five or 10 days and then go back home, not even to Montreal to like Jersey or something and then go back to Quebec. So that just, that's really rough. But uh, yeah, I'm right there on the same page as you um, with the Carolina team total over, but I I might look at the full game as well. Cause this is the thing I said on several shows I did in that first game for Montreal with the Montreal rocket, as we're calling them, they, they play played with energy really well. And spirit. They, they play do. with energy and spirit. And, but yeah. the question is, can you do it twice in a row? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's kind of like um, what happens when a backup is in net after a star 10, he goes out with an injury. You rally around that, right? But can they do it again? I'm just not so sure. Where's Nick Suzuki been? I don't know where he's been. Uh, Cole Caulfield, I haven't really said anything bad about him all year long, but... Somebody has to say it because, I mean, I guess everybody else besides me has been saying it. We need something out of him. We need him to shoot the puck more and stop being so passive. Uh, Drew Ann, he was the most impressive player for me. But, um, you know, all Swedish, no finish with Jonathan Drew Ann. Doesn't matter how many plays you create if you can't finish goals. So, um, you know, same type of thing for me. I'll be cheering on the Canadians as a fan. I feel like if they play with the same tempo and, and heart they did in that last game against Tampa, they can compete here. Uh, but I feel like we will see some goals. So probably the same thing. I'm just deciding, Ian, to be honest with you, between the Carolina team total and the full game uh, total here. But uh, I feel like we'll see some goals. Um, this might be one of those ones, again, where I've, I said yesterday I don't love double dipping, but I kind of had a change of heart last night, and I just realized money management-wise and bankroll-wise, just split it up. Make it smaller units, first period over, and the full game. And that way, it's pretty much like you're risking the exact same amount, but just on two wagers. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Melissa's got a great thought in the chat with Carol the combo bet, Carolina money line and over five and a half. Carolina to win and over five and a half, which is plus 115. I might bet that for a little bit. I I don't know necessarily if I want to tie in Carolina winning to it. That's why I kind of like the over three and a half and over five and a half split better. But I I don't know if that's the Carolina should win, but, you know, the Montreal team was plucky the other night. And if not for, you know, a couple of friggin' miscues and they've got the game under their belt, Carolina doesn't follow in the break. So, but I, 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 I still like it. And I, I would definitely still not say don't bet that Carolina to win an over five and a half, especially when you're getting plus 115, which is a great price. 
I'm not sure if today's the day to do that just because, look, like you said, the price of Carolina. You yeah. might as well just make those bets that you're talking about with the team total and for yeah. uh, and for the over. Because, like, I, I, Melissa, I like that bet usually, but I just think with that same game parlay, you're just not getting good enough odds. How pissed would you be if Mont- if uh, Carolina wins 4-1, you know? Yeah, yeah which is always what uh, the concern you have. Whereas 4-1, you get the team total even if you lose the full game over. So uh, you go 1-1 one one instead of 0-1. Right. Yeah. Uh, that, that's basically the uh, thinking. So yeah. you break even or close to it instead of losing. So, but yeah, I don't mind it. I still like that though. Carolina to win in over five and a half here in this game. And by the way, you're right about Suzuki. I mean, pointless now in five straight, no points in five straight games. It's not good enough, especially when you got nothing but youth uh, around this uh, team right now. He's, he's now one of the veterans, believe it or not. He's now one of the guys that you got to count on if you're Montreal. And he's, he doesn't have a point in five straight games, minus two in each of the last three games. Uh, and then you've got Cole Caulfield, one point in the last six games. And it's funny because they had Button on TSN the other day talking about it. You know, that Suzuki's got to be better. So uh, Craig Button. So uh, it's a situation where right now, you know, they got to get more from those two guys uh, in particular right now, Caulfield uh, and Suzuki for uh, Montreal offensively, especially with the patchwork lineup around them. Uh, Buffalo, New York Islanders. We got the Islanders minus 200 to minus 210, minus 220. Uh, in some spots as well, home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, Sabres, I took a shot with them, best bet on the show yesterday. They let me down, but boy, they made it interesting. Uh, they battled back, down 2 nothing, tie it up, down 4-2, get the 4-3 goal. Really threatened pretty good in the, to tie it late, but they fall short 4-3 in that game. Still don't fault the bet. I mean, Buffalo with at that price against a Devils team that had lost six in a row, but at the same time, you know, you can't give up 42 shots and like the Buffalo Sabres did, you know, Lukanen had to face a lot of rubber uh, in that game. And it was pretty difficult uh, for him when it was all said and done. It was a busy night for him uh, in between the pipes. So now it's Buffalo on the second night of back-to-back games here, taking on the Islanders playing their first game after a break. It's going to be fascinating to monitor this because here's another game where you've got one team that's played since the break and the other team hasn't the New York Islanders. So, Who's got the advantage? Sure as hell ain't laying minus 200 uh, with the uh, New York Islanders, a team that, look, uh, hasn't played great hockey. They've got uh, three and seven in their last 10 games. For the overall year, they're eight and 18, uh, which is just not very good. Um, And even their home record here uh, in their brand new building, they're just uh, two and eight uh, on home ice. And, you know, they've still got some concerns in terms of COVID-19. Certainly Buffalo does uh, when you're talking about Dylan Cousins, Colin Miller, the young defenseman who's been pretty good since he's been called up. Jacob Bryson's on the COVID list. Zemgus Gergensen uh, on the COVID list. Robert Hag, the defenseman. Vinny Hinestroza, the left winger. Casey Middlestat, Drake Kajula. I mean, it's definitely a Buffalo team that's got their share of COVID ravaging the team. But the New York Islanders, Kyle Palmieri uh, is on it. Uh, you know, you got Brock Nelson, you've got Zach Parisi, you've got Cal Clutterbuck, Oliver Wallstrom, the talented young forward, Anthony Beauvillier uh, on uh, the COVID protocol list as well. So uh, there's a lot of absences here for the Islanders. You combine that with a team that's had tough times winning games consistently. And this is not at all a price range I'm interested in with the Islanders. Uh, you w- could see Malcolm Subban in net here because it is a back-to-back situation for the Sabres after Lukanen played last night. Probably doubtful we would see him in net uh, in this game tonight. So uh, maybe could you look at the Islanders, maybe find it getting over three and a half potentially, but they're not the type of offense I like banking on. Uh, Mm. Even against Buffalo, 
to score four goals consistently for me in a game by game basis. So it's probably a game I'm going to pass. What do you think, Andrew Sabres Islanders? Yeah, this just it's kind of the same thing I've kind of been following here. I'm, I'm going to continue. It's day three now of us back in action with the NHL. I'm looking at the first period over. I've got that locked in uh, at minus 110, which with these first period overs lately, and we've been getting minus 120, 25, 30 even um, with some of these. So I like that price, first of all. But secondly, I think with an Islanders team, Again, they're another team that we know the, the style of hockey they'd like to play in. The fact of the matter is, will they play in that style at least out the gate? So this is one of those ones I am not doing the half and half first uh, first period full game. This is one where it's just the first period here for me. Uh, and Buffalo, look, first of all, Ian, I actually, I I, I tailed you on that in a little, little mini, uh, I, I always make a few round robin parlays or a few three teamers, four teamers just for fun. Um, every every now and then on bigger slates and um i i <laughs> i got mad at myself because i realized on the show yesterday i said well i think the, the, the smart thing for us to do would be to take the over three and a half team total with buffalo and i had that selected and i was like no i'm gonna go for better value and i put the money line in that <laughs> and you know they had a great effort they looked yeah. good man like i definitely i respect your call on that because you know what this is a team that I think has a brighter future. I was doing a show earlier with someone and they said they're a lot higher on Buffalo than many other people are. And when you look at the the guys they picked up, talk made an immediate impact. Everyone seemed to like props on him yesterday. Goaltending hasn't been too bad. Uh, Thompson, they're moving guys around. What I like about them right now, Ian, is their coaching staff is working to move guys around, find the chemistry. So, First period over, nothing else for me on this game, just the first period here. Curious to see how this Islanders team plays. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, this might be this might be something where if you want to jump on Buffalo first period, I could see that too, because maybe it takes a period for the Islanders, you know, with the first game back from the break where Buffalo's played again. Buffalo first, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I wonder what that both teams to score first period is for this game, Ian. Yeah, I would say I would say it's probably yeah. You can bet Buffalo here first period plus one sixty. I kind of like that. I mean, obviously a push if it's tied after the first period, but you know I think first period with them having played and the Islanders, you know having not, it could take them a period to warm up. And Buffalo, you know after starting slow last night, I did hear Granado after the game say, you know we need to have a better first twenty minutes than we had, and you, you got to think that maybe permeates and resonates with them tonight. Uh, in this yeah. game against the Islanders. So that first period look on Buffalo, I'm going to make that uh, a play for me, plus 160, just given the situation here uh, for the uh, Islanders not having played yet. And by the way, if you're looking at Buffalo, full game plus one and a half, it's it's obviously, it's not, it's still too high for that. I wouldn't bet it, minus 160, plus one and a half on Buffalo on the puck line. But it's worth noting, Buffalo has not lost by more than a goal in their last seven games. So, They've been right in every game uh, and had a chance to win every game uh, as of late. So, again, but it's just a little too high for my liking, minus 160 on that uh, with mm-hmm. plus one and a half goals on Buffalo. But I certainly uh, would lean that way if you're if you're interested in laying that big of a price. But personally, I'm yeah. not. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't line up in the sports book to bet on this Islanders team tonight. You know, I wouldn't no. wait in a big line at, at the price we're getting. You know, I, I don't think it's a – everyone seems to think they're going to turn it around right away. And maybe they do, and I hope I just cash my first period over in the process of that. But um, which team has more pressure tonight? It's not the Sabres. Yeah. It's definitely not the Sabres, that's for sure. No, it's the Islanders. Islanders are in the mode right now where they've got to, 
they got to have a one hell of a of a back half of the season here. You know, they've got ground to make up. It's a very very brutally tough division that they're in, uh, of course. Uh, so they've got they've got ground to make up, and it's going to have to start. And these are games you've got to take care. of. Like with all due respect to Buffalo, playing better lately, more competitive. These are games you got to. If you're the Islanders, you still got to think we got to take care of business here in games like this home game against the Sabers if we're going to end up being a playoff team. Uh, all right, before we get to the last three games, DraftKings, official sports betting partner of the NHL, they have a no-brainer offered for you to take advantage of. It'll make you a winner once any puck get, finds the back of the net. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets. If either team scores, you know someone's going to light the lamp with no ties in the NHL since 2005. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings daily fantasy hockey contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. On we go. Calgary Flames, Seattle Kraken. Uh, Calgary minus 175 road favorites in this game, five and a half being the total in this one. Seattle last night uh, against Philadelphia, they lose in overtime, just a fantastic uh, individual effort in overtime by Provorov to get that uh, goal uh, and give the Flyers that victory uh, in that game by a score uh, of three to two, uh, back to back for the Kraken. First game in 19 days for the Calgary Flames, more than any other team in terms of a layoff because Remember, this was the team that was hit hardest by COVID-19 prior to the Christmas break, where they had to have, you know, a half dozen of their games essentially postponed because of the team outbreak that they had. And to see the Calgary situation pre-break to now, it's night and day. I mean, other than Daniel Dan Vladar, uh, you know, the backup goalie, Brett Ritchie, and Tyler Pitlick, everybody else is back tonight. Uh, for the Calgary Flames. So it's all hands on deck. Monaghan, Kachuk, Gaudreau, Lindholm, you know, Backlund, Mangiapane, Hannafin on the blue line. Uh, everybody is back. Uh, Jacob Markstrom is going to be a starting in net for Calgary. So they've essentially gotten through their COVID-19 uh, crisis, if you will. Uh, and they are all hands on deck just about uh, for this game against Seattle. So money's come in on Calgary. I mean, they certainly are the better squad. Now, Seattle's Obviously played the one game. Uh, Calgary hasn't. Is that an edge for them? Maybe, but not enough for me to bet them here because uh, Calgary is better. They're they're fully healthy. Uh, lean for me would be Calgary here in regulation if I were to get involved in it. Again, they haven't played in a while. That's the one, uh, one concern. It's 20 days, essentially, just about. You do get concerned that this is just a rough, sloppy, mistake-prone first game with that that much time since the last time you took the ice You know, as a hockey team. It still might be possible, though, for them to beat the Seattle team with the way things have gone, though, for the uh, Kraken. So, yeah, if I were to bet it, I don't love it, but Flames in regulation. Andrew, what do you think here? Calgary, Seattle. And, and Grubauer, Grubauer actually played 
fairly well last night. Like I said, that first yes. period went over. Both Alex and I cash, and the full game doesn't quite get there. It'll be Chris Drieger tonight in nets. He's been subpar at best. Uh, look, I, I hate to be boring and quite repetitive, like a you know, um, uh, you know, a broken record here. But uh, if you see a lot of two-one games here tonight, you know I had a bad night. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, I, I've split it up. I literally have a half unit on the first period over and a half unit in on the full game over in this game because I look at what I saw from Seattle, and I'll tell you. Um, and I think you have to do this because you and I, we talk hockey every day. And you, even though I was on the opposite side and I faded uh, the Kraken yesterday, I thought they played some pretty good hockey. I thought they created quite a few chances. I thought that um, Martin Jones played actually better, very good. Yeah, than some people thought he would. Um, you know, and I I was a little nervous going into that overtime. I can't lie, but, uh, you know, I I think we're going to see some goals on both ends, um, in this game. So Calgary, they've got the talent, they're anxious, you know, let's, let's be honest. Um, they said they had, they had lots of practice time. The coaches quotes are always great out of Calgary, as you know, but, um, I, you know, I, I mentioned earlier in the show, I don't always believe coaches quotes, you know, who I do believe is, is Sutter. That's who I, I believe his coach's quotes because he's kind of like the Bill Belichick of the NHL. Um, he's very a man of few words, but he'll kind of uh, he's curt and he's short. Yeah, yeah. Words, he'll let you know it. what he's thinking. He'll let you yeah. know what he's thinking. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it's definitely a higher volume night. So you know, I've got uh, over in the Predators game. We've got you know the first period over in the Sabers game, and then we've got half unit on uh, both uh, first period and full game over in that Seattle game. Yep. Uh, what I remember there was one time they asked Daryl Sutter, coach, what would you like your team to do better the next time? And he just said in one word, score. <laughs> yeah. And then he's got that peculiar look when he's looking around. Yes, like, yes, the next yes. Question. He's like, it's almost like to tell the reporter, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he is hysterical. Just the manner is not just what he says. It's the mannerisms when he's yeah. waiting for the next question. It's like, he's all, you know, Facial expressions are hilarious. They're killer. And then there was another one too last year. It was, it was with the Kings actually a couple of years ago. After a game like that, coach, what do you tell your team after the game? Flight at 11. <laughs> Flight at 11. <yeah. laughs> Just great. Daryl Sutter is one of the classics. And when, when he finally hangs it up for good, and look, I didn't think he'd be coaching again after the Kings, uh, but he is here again in Calgary, emergency situation. And he, uh, obviously close to home too, to the yeah. uh, famous, world famous Sutter farm and ranch uh, in alberta viking alberta uh, where his ranch is uh, calgary very close to there so it was it just made sense location wise for him to take this job and thank goodness he did because we get some more classic daryl sutter uh, quotes and things uh, like that well, one thing that's funny about the nhl and uh even like obviously at higher levels of, of junior hockey and stuff but people don't realize is that you're around these coaches a lot more than you know people think you know it's and you don't talk you don't have to talk to them all the time everything like that but um some of the higher end beat reporters travel on the team plane you know athletic therapists travel on the team plane every single member of the team or people that are even associated play-by-play guys sometimes get to go on that team plane um and the funny thing is is that you know he i've heard he's a hoot to be around i've seen from different players and stuff like that and again these guys aren't talking to the coaches all the time. You know, if you're off a bad loss, last thing you want to do is to be on the plane ride talking to the coach, but he'll be a funny guy to have around just because he has, especially when you're winning, he's got so many stories and the expressions he has, like you said, 
I think I could sit next to him on a plane and have some good laughs. Honestly, I think he'd be a funny guy. <laughs> I'm sure there's no doubt about that, about his ability to crack up the room. Uh, no question. Uh, but uh, yeah, he cracks up the media gallery uh, a lot of times after press conferences with just uh, some of these unexpected, uh, you know, funny little uh, quotes. And you're right, the bitter wine drinking face, the bitter beer drinking face, that is Daryl Sutter oftentimes when you see him waiting for that next question. Uh, in the uh, press conference uh, room for sure. Uh, Philly and San Jose as we move on here. We've got San Jose minus 165 home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, Flyers on a back-to-back beating Seattle 3-2 in overtime last night. So a little extra uh, scheduling edge for San Jose. Rested team playing Tuesday in just an unbelievably wild game. Eight to seven, San Jose winning in a shootout uh, Tuesday night against the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Uh, I tell you what, they better play some better defensive hockey tonight. Will they is the question mark. Um, this is one of those games where certainly would lean. This is one of those first period full game over leans for me here because you've got four straight overs head to head with the Flyers and the Sharks. We don't know necessarily yet who's going to be in between the pipes for the Philadelphia Flyers. Keep in mind, it's worth noting, Carter Hart's out still, you know, and he ain't going to be cleared in time for this game. So essentially, if you're the uh, Philadelphia Flyers here, uh, in this game, uh, you're looking at a situation where your options are Martin Jones on the second of back-to-back games, or you turn to the 24-year-old journeyman goalie Felix Sandstrom uh, in that. Uh, that's where you're at tonight for Philadelphia uh, in this game. Uh, so very interesting decision ahead for Mike Yo. Uh, this team continues to find ways to score. They actually are playing some decent hockey now under Yo. Let's give the Flyers credit. Uh, that's now five wins in their last six games. The only loss was a shootout loss to Montreal. So they've had a chance to win every game lately, five and one going into this matchup. Even with the question marks, Jones on a back-to-back or Sandstrom in net, man, I'm tempted to take Philly here at this price that you're being offered with this effort that you're seeing from them, that they're, you know, their defensive play is improving a little bit. You know, the, the, the offense has certainly come back to life, playing with this pace-driven style of play that they've, uh, Mikey O's emphasized since taking over. So I'm certainly not laying it with San Jose. Philly or nothing for me in this game. And I like the first period and the over for the full game for small bets as well. Andrew, uh, what do you like here? Flyers and Sharks. Yeah, I mean, uh, so James Reimer has been confirmed, right? I think I saw that. For San Jose, yes, he'll be so, in there. Yeah. You have to think you're going to get a better performance out of him than than what you saw last time around. But I liked what I saw from Philadelphia yesterday. So, you know, the funny thing is, is you either look at it like this, San Jose scored eight, good for them, or the allowed seven to the Coyotes who won't score seven goals in their next seven games. <laughs> or or you look at, you know, a team like Philadelphia that won a relatively low-scoring game recently, last night, obviously. Yeah. I like the way they played. You know, I mentioned that Seattle, of course, had their opportunities. I like the way Philadelphia took care of things. And... I heard someone say this the other day, Ian, and I don't always buy into this. I thought it was, you know, the, they looked like they were having fun yesterday. And especially for a team with a lot of older players, you don't always see that. You know, you don't always see the, the you know, the Trevor Zegras on the bench type laughs and smiles, you know, uh, with older players. And it looked like Philadelphia, they looked locked in, but those guys are having some fun out there. I think they're a better team than than uh, the San Jose Sharks, and I feel like they get the win again in the second half of the back-to-back. So I like them. Uh, small play here for me, Philly. Yeah, I mean, I, San Jose to me is going to level off. I know they've had a, 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 to me, at least I think they're going to level off. I know they're 16 and 15 overall in the year, uh, but I think you're going to see this team kind of 
nose not nosedive like fall off a cliff like just crash and burn but i don't think they're going to have the next put it this way they're 16 and 15 i, I don't think they'll be as 16 and 15 their next 31 games uh, i think you're going to see them probably a 500 or below probably below 500 i just know long term like can james reimer keep playing at eye level can the defense in front of them keep playing well you know they rely so much on couture and hurdle and only just a small handful of these forwards yeah. for them uh and eventually i think the lack of depth showing up now third and fourth line you know, worry about that long term for uh, san jose so uh, both of us kind of in agreement here the more this line climbs on the sharks given the obviously the situational edge they're rested they're at home they didn't have to travel philly did but still, even with that edge, I think the price is getting a little bit too high. We both think that uh, on the San Jose side. All right, final game, Vancouver Canucks, Los Angeles Kings. Uh, the Kings minus 135, minus 140 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game here. Uh, both of us um, enjoying this ride with the Vancouver Canucks. I mean, it was uh, close last night. We thought maybe this is going to be the first loss for the Canucks under Bruce Boudreaux, trailing one nothing going into the third period. Uh, yet a beautiful play in the neutral zone. And that's part of what Bruce Boudreaux's emphasized. Quick puck movement. Move your feet. Move the puck quickly. Do it quickly. Make a decision. And that's what led to that first goal. Beautiful puck movement. Uh, and obviously going, getting the puck up ice quickly. And sure enough, Quinn Hughes to Tanner Pearson ties the game. And really Vancouver came to life at that point uh, in the game uh, and uh, got it going. And of course, they won in overtime on the JT Miller a breakaway beating John Gibson last night for the 2-1 overtime win. Seven in a row uh, under Bruce Boudreau. Uh, just absolutely a terrific run. Both ends of the ice. I mean, the whole complete team effort is there. Uh, offensively, defensively, Thatcher Demko, uh, solid as a rock, like that old song. That's what he's been uh, in between the pipes for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Now, tonight, we have Yaroslav Halak in net, and we shouldn't be surprised by that on the second night of back-to-back -back games here. And he has been shaky at times this year. Like the numbers aren't phenomenal by any stretch of the imagination for uh, Yaro Halak. And in fact, he's given up uh, three goals uh, in each of the last two starts that he's made uh, against Boston back on November 28th and, and against Columbus uh, in his last start. But they did win that game uh, against Columbus 4-3, uh, uh, the Canucks did. So uh, Halak uh, in net for them tonight. You've got uh, Jonathan Quick in net, and boy, was what a crazy game that was for the Kings against the Golden Knights, especially in the first period uh, of that game. Uh, we talked about Quick on the last show when the Kings played Vegas on Tuesday about how great of a run it had been for Jonathan Quick in December, but I think it was not all him, though. Some weird bounces, uh, just some uh, shoddy play in front of him, product of first game after the break. So you'd expect him to play a little bit better here in this one. Uh, don't have a strong opinion on the total because we have seen Vancouver play good at the defensive end as well to go with getting timely offense. But you know I'm going to be on Vancouver. You know I am. I mean, it's just we, we take Vancouver until they lose at this point. That's what we've been doing seven in a row. Uh, and even on a back-to-back, -back, uh, on the road, being in Anaheim last night, being in L.A. tonight. Keep in mind, this back-to-back's not a big deal. You're just coming off a long break. This also isn't a big deal back-to-back -back because you don't have to fly. You don't have to get on a plane. You don't have to go to another hotel. Same hotel. Every team does it. When they make the L.A. Anaheim back-to-back -back road trip, you stay in the same hotel. You don't have to go on a plane and travel to the next city. It's a bus trip down the I, uh, the freeway uh, to get from, to, from the hotel to Anaheim last night or the hotel to L.A. tonight for the Canucks. 
This is not that, wow, what a tough spot back-to-back for the Vancouver Canucks tonight. Not a chance. Coming off the long break with no plane ride, uh, just a bus ride from the same hotel. I mean, this is a doable back-to-back, in my opinion, for the Canucks. And we're taking them at the plus price. Andrew, what do you think here, Canucks and Kings? Yeah, this is a play I didn't have, you know, uh, a, a, you know, a bigger bet on, but I'm definitely in action. Um, I'm on Vancouver, but again, it's not just because of the streak, not just because of uh, Bruce. There it is. It's uh, it's because of the matchup. LA played their worst hockey we saw all year long under them. That game, I think all of us are we both were talked about the uh, over in that game. But I liked Vegas, and uh, it was a cheap price. It went all, it shot all the way down to minus one twenty-five somehow, and for about probably fifty-one minutes, fifty-two minutes in that game, Las Vegas outplayed them big time. I don't think they they can bounce back. I don't think they can, uh, you know, step things up. And the thing is, Vancouver played well defensively yesterday. You know, you look at it, that practice time they had with Bruce Boudreau probably wasn't spent doing offensive stuff. You know, defensive schemes. That's when coaches implement the new strategies they want to put forward. Um, I'm not as much worried about the offense, this Canucks team, as I am their defense. And if they can keep that up, uh, they'll be a you know solid team for the future. So if they can shut down uh, the Kings, which I think they can, despite getting some key, key guys back, I feel like they keep this streak going. And look at the price we're getting. Sign me up, man. Uh, yeah, plus 120 here on uh, Vancouver in multiple spots. So uh, definitely, a, 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 and like the Kings have not played great as of late. I mean, they've cooled off a little bit. That was certainly a rough first game back from the break. You expect them to tidy it up a little bit more defensively, but after that 6-3 loss to uh, Vegas. But uh, how do you step in front of this uh, Vancouver freight train? And by the way, they've owned L.A. as well. Six straight wins over the L.A. Kings for the Vancouver Canucks. So in terms of series history, uh, it's been there. And look, the Brock Besser, late scratch last night for Vancouver uh, in that game against Anaheim. And he's been one of the reasons why, uh, you know, they've been able to play well during this uh, win streak under Bruce Boudreaux. He's in COVID protocol for them now, but no matter, they still found a way uh, to win that game uh, as well. So give the Canucks credit here uh, in this one. Maybe tonight's the night, but I said that last night too, and they won. So uh, we're just rolling with Vancouver until they lose at this point. It's been a great ride, certainly, in the first seven games under head coach Bruce Boudreaux. All right, great stuff with Andrew McGinnis. We'll wrap up the show now with best bets on this Thursday. Uh, Andrew, uh, Vancouver was your best bet last night. What do you got for an encore tonight? Best bet. We'll try to make it three in a row, three in a row here. Let's give. Uh, let's go with the over here. Nashville, Columbus. I think we're going to see some goals in that game big time. I think we're going to see a Columbus team that hasn't played in a long, long time here. Um, get on the board, but also make some sloppy mistakes. Nashville, I was impressed with them last night. Go down 3 nothing, score three quick goals, tie it up. Give me the over, 5.5, Nashville, Columbus. All right, Nashville, Columbus, over 5.5. Best bet for Andrew McGinnis. Mine's going to be the team total, Carolina Hurricanes, uh, over 3.5. Minus 145 to minus 150 is what you can find in that price range. I, li- I like the full game over, too, and I bet the full game over, but I like the team total more. We're talking about just get four goals. Montembeau and the Canadians have been giving up four plus routinely uh, as of late. Uh, and I think you get, and Carolina had five goals in each of their last two games before uh, the Christmas break. Uh, so I think Carolina gets there four goals, cash the ticket. In my opinion, Carolina team total over three and a half for my best bet for this. Thursday. All right. Four, three halves. Then how about that? <laughs> there you go. Or five. Well, it's gotta be 
uh, four, three, five. Oh, I'm four, sorry. Five, sorry. Four. I'm sorry. Five, four, five, four. <laughs> Got to get that four spot for Carolina. But uh, no, I think it's uh, that's the uh, that's the bet that I prefer compared to uh, say that Carolina and over. Cause I do think Montreal's effort was commendable the other night against Tampa with all this infusion of youth uh, in their lineup, but uh, definitely think Carolina gets to four goals here in this one. Uh, and we go over the three and a half uh, with uh, Carolina and, uh, three and a half team total for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes in that one. So that's my best bet. That'll wrap up the show. Thanks to everyone uh, for tuning in. We appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it. The Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't uh, watch the show live. Oh, by the way, actually, I just realized this now. Before we sign off, we do have a game that's going to start tomorrow, Friday, December 31st, before this show begins. Mm. It's 1 p.m. Eastern. It's Edmonton, New Jersey. Let's briefly talk about that. Edmonton minus 160, road favorites, six the total in this one. Um, just a gut feel with Edmonton losing to uh, St. Louis last night. Obviously not a good first game following the break. I'm still not buying what New Jersey's selling, even after beating Buffalo last night. You got to think for Edmonton, uh, let's bounce back here, play a lot better. Uh, I think that young, I feel bad for sh- uh, throwing one player under the bus, but that young defenseman Sarukov there for the uh, Oilers last night was just hideous. He led to basically two St. Louis goals, bing, bang, boom, early in the game. And he barely played after that, that young kid. And of course they've got some injuries, including Darnell nurse on the blue line. So uh, definitely, uh, I think Edmonton, though, bounces back. The initial lean is maybe Edmonton in regulation here. Uh, again, that's just an initial feel. We wanted to bring that game up since it'll be started before tomorrow's show. Uh, Andrew, just some initial thoughts on that game, Edmonton, New Jersey, tomorrow, Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Well, I don't think I don't. I, I think a lot of credit to yesterday's game has to go to the Blues. I think they just capitalized. They played good hockey. Let's let's not. Uh, we can't we can't say that the Oilers didn't have their chances and uh, you know I, I there's so many games on you and I are both we're trying to watch so many different games I try excuse me my best to at least pop on a game or you know two at a time and then try and watch a couple different ones but you know I, I think this is you know a t- good example for us to take Edmonton whether it's regulation whether it's minus one whether it's pairing them with another team which is kind of a cool cool thing to do sometimes if you want to make a two or three teamer because you have a game starting early in the day um you know then you get kind of those options whether if you if you build a ticket you can cash out or you can hedge and all that different stuff and i know some people don't like to hedge but i like to make money so uh you can start a ticket off in the afternoon and see where it goes uh try and find some dance partners but i do like edmonton to bounce back um and i'll be looking at some props for that but uh, obviously i haven't looked at those right now there you go. Yeah, just initial leans because we wanted to, because we get, we talk about every game this season in the NHL and we didn't want to miss out on that one with it starting tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern. But uh, yeah, by the way, Edmonton six and two in the last eight meetings against New Jersey as well. So, and you get them, you know, focused and, you know, they don't think they take the Devils for granted after losing to St. Louis uh, last night. So uh, yeah, I'd be looking at Edmonton in some form in that game. And with that, now we'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. For Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.